everyone. Hey guys, it's a uh, Friday. And like I told you before, I was gonna do these videos Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And so it's Friday and here we are. Donald's here, if you can see him. First of all, happy National Margarita Day. Mm-hmm. This is not actually a margarita. It's like a sangria rum punch thing. I used to hate margaritas until I tried a spicy margarita and now I like spicy margaritas and this is a spicy rum punch thing. Anyway, second of all, if you have bought my brand new ebook, 10 Secrets to Scoring Free Publicity, uh, I am very thankful, thank you for buying it, but more so than that, I'm very excited for you because um, I think it's gonna offer you a ton of value along with the bonus materials I included and worked so hard on. I wish that someone told me these things when I started a business and that I didn't have to learn them on my own, um, but I had to learn them on my own and so now I'm sharing what I've learned with you. And uh, if you're on an entrepreneurial journey, then I think you'll get a ton of value out of it. Um, and then if you do and you need more help, I have an online course that I'm starting. Um, but if you sign up for that, I haven't started it yet. So uh, that will be coming really soon. And I'm very excited and very thankful that you have purchased the book. And if you didn't purchase it yet, um, I will put a link in the comments and I will also post a link again next week um, because that's what I should be doing uh, to get the book out there, right? Or if I don't do it, then no one's gonna know and no one's gonna buy it and that's gonna be sad because I put a lot of work into it and I really think it will help a lot of people. So on that note, I'm going to share with you today um, since writing this book is a bit of a pivot from dollop and what I've been doing, I'm going to share with you today a story about, um, because people ask me all the time, why did I close my bakery uh, when they found out that I had a very um, successful and fun bakery in Rochester, New York, and they find out that I closed it, people ask me, why? Why would you do that? Why would you close, um, why would you close a bakery that was doing really well? And so this is the story of why I did that. Um, and it kind of relates to today, uh, but I will kind of trickle that in at a later date and connect the dots. They're there, they're there. Um, so the story of why I closed the bakery and it was doing really well and this was after Cupcake Wars, after I won Cupcake Wars on Food Network, which was fantastic and it is on Hulu if you never saw it or if you just wanna see it again because why wouldn't you, right? Um, and this was after that aired, after Cupcake Wars aired, which I had a fabulous viewing party, which honestly was like the most exciting night of my entire life. Um, it was like having a wedding, but better. 
because a lot of people get married. And not a lot of people get to win Cupcake Wars. So it was, just, it was, anytime I'm having a bad day, I think about that night and how incredible it was and how excited everyone was um, and the cheering and the, it was just, it was an awesome night and it truly was like the highlight, the best night of my life. Um, and I get to think about that whenever I'm feeling sad. Donald, where are you going? Where are you going? Don't leave. And after that, the next day, uh, we I was in the bakery and a line started forming. We hadn't even opened yet. A line started forming. We had to put a sign on the door that we were not ready to open yet uh, and the hours we would be open. And this was February, February 19th, I believe. It was February 19th. It was upstate New York, cold, snowy. It was, it was bitter. It was a bitter, bitter day. And I'm looking out the windows and there's this line forming down the street and around the corner. And it was on a main road. My shop was on a main road. And I could not believe my eyes that like all these people were lining up I didn't, I, did, I honestly did not anticipate that. I didn't expect that. I know that we'd, I knew we'd be busy and our plan was to bake the, the four winning cupcakes from the show and we would still have our create your own cupcakes available, but we would have the four cupcakes pre-made, pre-packaged, because we knew people would want those. Um, I learned that just from talking to other people who had been on the show. So we had those ready but not nearly enough. I think we sold out in like less than an hour. Yeah, it was insane. Um, I, I, we sold out so quickly. People were so disappointed because they were waiting in line. There was a mess with the parking. Our parking lot was shared with another building and, um, and it was a main road, so it was hard to get in and get out because the road was busy and people were trying to park in our lot, which we only had a few spots, and then they were trying to park in the lot next door that we shared with the hairdresser and some other businesses. And the woman who owned the hairdresser shop got so mad. She got so, so mad that our customers were parking in her lot. And she, I, one of the days she came over, she stormed past the line of people outside flew open the front door and started screaming at me in front of all these customers and screaming at me that people needed to move their cars out of her parking lot because her customers couldn't park. She's a hairdresser, like she did not have any customers even waiting trying to park, but she did not care. She wanted everyone to move their cars or she was going to start towing them. And she was screaming at me in front of a room full of of strangers, of customers. She definitely could have handled that differently. She could have come in and passed out her cards and gotten some business from it, but she didn't. And she did that a few days in a row because we were so busy for, for like weeks on end, we had a line out the door. And one of the days my I called my brother, I called my brother to come down and my brother was he had to be like the parking guard and he was directing traffic and he stood in the parking lot 
Again, it's like the middle of winter, it was really cold, and he stayed in the parking lot for hours telling people where they could and couldn't park and making sure that no one's car got towed. And, um, and he would go in, and I remember one day he went in to apologize to the hairdresser, and she just lost it. She had a customer, she started screaming at my brother in front of her customer. My brother, he, he's very, funny, sarcastic, and he just laughed. He laughed as she was screaming at him, and that just made her more mad. And um, the whole thing was a bit of a disaster. He had to stay out there directing traffic, and then one of the days um, my dad had come to take my car, because I needed an inspection, and he left his car. And I remember I looked out the window and I could see the parking lot and I saw my dad's car on being connected to a tow truck. And I got so mad and I ran out there and it was ugly. Um, I was not proud of that moment. It got really ugly. And then after that, this was like that, there should have, wasn't there a show Parking Wars? It sh if there wasn't, there should have been because this was pretty bad. Um, and then, a few weeks later, she decided to have someone come in and install barriers in the parking lot to divide the property. And she had them installed so that, in this like weird diagonal, so that people really couldn't park on our side very well. And it was really odd. So people started parking in the dirt lot um, next door. It was just a, a, not even grass, it was just a dirt lot, an empty lot next door. And people started parking there. And um, then the snow started to melt and it started to warm up a little bit and the dirt lot turned into a mud pit, turned into a straight up mud pit. And there were a few times I had to go out there with a couple of my employees and we had to push people's cars out of the mud because they were stuck and they couldn't get out. And um, yeah, we had to go outside <laughs> and push people's cars out of the mud. It was terrible. Uh, and now, I, you know, when I went back there a few months ago, they have paved that, so it's it's all uh, you can park there now. But back then, it was it was it was a bad scene, and um, so it was it was quite the experience. Uh, there was, I mean, there are lines outside and around the block for for weeks, months even. And um, it started to wear on me after a while. Uh, it, was, it was exciting and kids would come in and they drew me pictures. And so the whole back wall, we had put up all these kids' pictures that they had drawn for me. And um, the, the press came in and I was doing interviews and, and I had to, you know, call in extra people to come help because I didn't have um, enough employees to cover the shifts, and we kept running out of cupcakes, and had to bake more all all day long. And there were, uh, it was a very small kitchen, and it was hard to keep the ingredients in stock, and hard because we didn't have anywhere to put it, and it was hard to, um, it, it was it was just difficult. We had it was. It would get hot in there, so we had to open the windows, but then it would get cold because it was the middle of winter, and it was just really difficult. And every time someone came in, they wanted to see me. 
Um, and if you don't know me very well, I'm an extreme introvert. Like I spend most of my time alone. Um, I get really drained with social interaction uh, very easily. And so people coming in and wanting to see me all the time got really, really hard for me. I was constantly drained. Um, I, I, and I wasn't able to catch up on the office work and the admin work and all the stuff that made the business run because um, I was in the shop and, and talking to people. And then I'd go home at night and I was living in a studio apartment um, and I wasn't able to sleep because I would go home and I would work late on my computer and then I'd take the two steps from my coffee table that I was working on and roll into bed and my uh, filing cabinet was my nightstand. So it was like I was never able to get away from work and I started taking Ambien and then I got hooked on Ambien and I had to take Ambien every single night for an entire year in order to sleep. I couldn't, I had such terrible insomnia. I couldn't sleep. And uh, I remember a couple days that I was driving on my way to work at the bakery. And um, I had I had a head baker that would come in early in the morning at like four, four, sometimes 3 a.m., depending on how many orders we had. Um, and a couple other baking assistants that would come in and help her. And then I would show up before we opened usually. Um, but I, then I'd have other employees working the counter because it was a create your own cupcake shop. So people had to be there. There was no display case. You walked in and you picked the cake flavor, the filling, frosting, and topping you wanted. And someone was always there to make whatever creation you wanted for you on the spot, which was a lot of fun, especially early on um getting to interact and and play and it was you know we weren't making the same thing every day so it was a lot of fun um so i always had some i always had employees there usually uh especially after cupcake wars after it got really busy and uh there were a couple days i was driving on my way and like i said it was on a main road so as i was approaching i could see and there were a couple of times there was a line out the door and I looked at the line and I just kept driving. Like I just kept driving. I was like, nope, I'm not going in today. I'm not, I'm not gonna make it. I'm just gonna keep on driving and I would text one of the, the employees and tell them I had to run to the store. I was running late or something because I just couldn't handle the the constant interaction and people constantly wanting to talk to me. Um, so there were days that I just didn't show up. I, I started not wanting to be there anymore. Um, it got so, so hard for me to be there all the time. And I felt stuck. I felt claustrophobic. I felt like I, I couldn't, um, it was hard for me to be myself because people had this impression of me um, which actually worsened later on. I'll tell you about that some other time. Um, but it was, it went from being a lot of fun and, and exciting uh, having the bakery and, and, you know, getting to be creative and trying to 
grow and figure out how to market and get more publicity um, to not being so much fun anymore, feeling like there was a lot of pressure on me. I, at the time I was trying to expand, I, uh, I had made, wrote up a business plan. The only time I've ever written a business plan to create a dessert bar. Um, it was gonna be this wine and dessert bar and I was working with a realtor, looking for locations, trying to find the perfect location. I had gone to the bank, I got approved for a large line of credit. Um, I was really excited, it was, it was a huge, huge thing for me. Um, I, 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 you know, to get approved for a line of credit was, was huge at that time because it was like 2011, 2012. It was 2011, 2012. So it was the time that it was like tougher to get a line of credit uh, from the bank, and it was really exciting. I really thought that I wanted this dessert bar. Um, I was looking at locations and. Everything just fell through, that's another story. I could go on with different stories, but I'm trying to stay on track. Um, and so I wound up not pursuing that, which was a blessing in disguise because I think I would have hated it, having to be there all the time. Um, so what I learned was just, was partially learning who I am and what uh, what worked for me and what didn't work for me and learning that um, being being in a brick and mortar made me feel stuck. I didn't feel like I had the freedom that I wanted and that I didn't it wasn't what I wanted to pursue anymore and that I felt like I had to get out of it. Like I absolutely had to find a way to get out of it and pivot and do something else. Um, and that's what I did. And I'll, since this is getting long, I'll tell you that story, what happened after that um, another time. But I, I, I learned that I had, when I got the feeling that I had to get out of it, I had to do something different. I was done with the brick and mortar. There was no changing my mind. I was absolutely 100% certain People were sad that I was closing. I was not sad at all. I felt a huge weight lifted off my shoulders. Um, and, but it was, when I look back on it now, like I have no regrets. I knew I had to get out of it. Um, but it was also such a fun time and such a unique experience. Um, opening a bakery, on my own, all the experiences, all the trials, all the tribulations, there were so many of them. I don't think I've told you the story about the con artist who, oh, that's, that's a bad story. That's another story for another time. Um, but I learned, I learned a lot. I have fond memories and I, you know, learn more about what I want and don't want. And I think that's really important um, when you're on uh, just in life, but when you're on an entrepreneurial journey to figure out what works for you, what doesn't work for you, and don't be afraid to pivot. It doesn't mean that you've quit or you've failed. You've gone in a different direction because that's what you know that you need to do for your happiness. And that's all that matters is doing what is going to make you happy. Um, so that's my story for today. There's so many more stories I have to tell you and I'll continue on with that story and what happened 
after I made the decision that I was going to, I needed to get out of the bakery. What happened after that? What was my plan of attack? What did I do next? How did I, how did I actually get out of the bakery um, and continue on with my journey? How did that happen? So I'll share that with you um, next time. I hope you have a great weekend and I will talk to you on Monday. Cheers. Ha <laughs> ha